Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Agreeable. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm Ed Harris, again. And today we have another guest on our show. This will be our second guest, right? And I'd like uh, everyone to say hello to Courtney. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, She's here to continue our discussion about Game of Thrones, which we last week finished off talking about Season 5. So today we'll be talking about 6, 7, and 8. Doesn't mean we can't refer back to 1 through 5. There's probably a lot we missed as a matter of fact, I know there are things we missed. There's a lot that we missed. I mean, let alone the books, but just the show. We barely even talked about everything that was happening in, like, Essos, like, Marine, and all the Slaver's Bay. So we, I know we missed out on a lot of that. Right. And just so we kind of get a background with, with Court, is, uh, so, like, you've seen the series, obviously. Right. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But have you read any of the books? Yeah. It's been a bit. I read the books back in, I started reading in, like, 2013, and read them as they they came out like the last one you know read it right when it came out so it's been a bit but i love the show love the books and so it's just one of those loves that i share with you guys okay sweet well i have i guess we have two superior people here i'm not one of them i'm not a book reader but i i like that you are because now i can i can bounce ideas off of both of you when it comes to the books as a matter of fact i have a hot route for both of you tonight now that I know that you've read the books, it's, it's perfect. This, I, this, the stars aligned for this hot route that I got coming in. So, awesome. Thank you for that. But, um, I guess, let's let's jump right in and pick up right where we left off, right? Jon Snow is dead. Jon Snow's dead. He's, he's a dead end, person. End of season five, Jon Snow's dead, and that's how the books leave off. That's right. the last thing that happens in the books. Like, right, he's dead. Yeah. I said this last week. I was like, yeah, as soon as that happened, all the all the smug book readers, got they stopped being smug after that. And they didn't know what was going to happen either. Like, what did you think, like... Going into season six, do you have any, like, expectations? Like, do you think he was going to get raised backcourt? I honestly, I hoped for it just because you got, you love Jon Snow, you gotta love him. But I was kind of just, I didn't know what to expect because, you know, reading the books, I was like, I know what's going to happen. And I, they kind of went away from the, from the books, you know, at that point. But it was kind of exciting because I didn't know what was going to happen. So it left an element of surprise and I like that. Well, I, I guess it also is, you got to attribute to your feelings about what was going to happen in season six to what we had seen up until that point that no one was safe. I said in the last episode that like there was no plot armor for anybody until season six. That's, that's okay. exactly what so happened. Up until then you're like, Doctor, he could be fucking dead. I don't know. And, and lucky for us, he wasn't, right? Um, obviously, like you said, everyone loves Jon Snow, right? So, yeah, we got lucky. He comes back. Uh, we get the return of the red woman here who is actually an old lady. Um, very, very old. <laughs> Just, like, she's got some knee knockers, but, like, not the good, not the good Not like the uh, early 30s, late 20s, but, like, the, like, ah! Like, whoa. <laughs> you can roll those things up. All right, and this is fresh after she, you know, burned Shireen at the stake. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That was yeah. really, that was probably, I cried a lot when I watched that. <laughs> so that's, and that's something that I think is overlooked when it comes to such a gap, you know, because we're so used, we're in this age of binging TV shows to where, like, on Netflix, when or, like, you know, you could just be like, I'm going to watch all seven seasons in the next couple weeks. 
We didn't do that with Game of Thrones. So you almost kind of was like, when she revived Jon Snow, you were like, almost like everything's forgiven. I mean, it wasn't, but it wasn't fresh in your head that she had just killed Shireen. Well, it wasn't even like she had, it wasn't even like he was revived. It wasn't like they come back episode one and Jon Snow's alive again. Like, it worked. She's trying to revive him and it worked. In episode one, he's still dead. Still yeah, dead. it's not till episode two, yeah, it's right? It's till the end of episode two. Yeah. That he finally just, he takes his breath. <gasps> right. He's alive And then again. three picks up with Davos, like, catching exactly. him. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> Me, personally, I would have liked for him to just be dead a little bit longer. Like... Let it hang. Yeah. Let it hang. Like, end of episode two is just... I feel like it's too early. It's too, like, predictable. Because, like, why else would they keep showing his dead body? Right. Why else would they keep harping on that? Just like, oh, he's dead. Well, this is the beginning stages of, like, rushing the final seasons. Yeah. I mean, this is the beginning of that. Yeah. Um, just also, so, like, as a refresh into season six here, like, we can't forget that Cersei had just blown up the Sept of Baylor, right? Is that, no, that's the end of season six. That is the end of season, end of season six. six. So, in season five, she does her Walk of Atonement. So, she's, we got pissed off Cersei now in King's Landing. And what, she wants Jamie to go rescue Marcella in season six, right? Yeah. And go down to Dorne, which we don't see any Dorne really until this season. We have a little bit of taste of it when we see Oberyn. Yeah, we see mm-hmm. the Viper, we see Ilaria, we, we see the Sand the Snakes. Sand, we, yeah. we get introduced to the Sand Snakes, who in the books... Had a way bigger part. Boy! <laughs> I heard they were badass in the books. They yeah. were. I mean, they... I don't know. I mean, tell, I us, just, tell us about it. I mean, I just remember, it's been so long since I read it, but just, like, three badass bitches. Like, <laughs> I love when, like, there's some badass women in a story, and to me, like, the Sand Snakes... We're that little part in the book, and I wish that the show showed a little more about that. They had Alaria, which I liked, but I just wish they had a little bit more of the Sand Snakes and more of Dorne altogether. The whole Dorne plot, there, there was such a deep plot in Dorne that, you know, he, he was sending his, Doran Martell was sending his son, he was playing multiple sides. Like, he had Arianne Martell trying to become the princess of Dorne. Because they don't have queens or kings, they just have prince and princesses. So that's what, so Doran Martell was the prince of Dorne, but he was still like the highest monarchy. And then he was playing the other side, he sent his son Quentin Martell to Essos to try to treat and really seduce Daenerys. So he's kind of playing both sides. Uh, It really doesn't work out, spoiler alert for Quentin Martell, he gets burned because he, he talks, he tries to talk to Danny. And he's like, hey, I'm from Dorne. Mm-hmm. I'm a prince's son. What's up? You should just, like, dig me. And at that point, she is, like, all about... What's old dude? Jorah? No, no, never... Not Sir friend. Well, you said old dude. You're talking about... Uh, dude. With the, 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 the dude that she's... The Dari... The, 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 mm. Dario. Da, I knew oh, it. Naharis. Dario Naharis. I knew it started with a D... I, Samsonite. I was way I knew it started with an S, though. Yeah. So she's all about him at that point. Like, he's right. balls deep, so she's all about him. He's hot. The original actor was hotter, though. Long hair. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that the villain from Deadpool? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to connect the dots. Here. So, she's all about him at that point. So in the books, this guy comes in... And it's just like, hey, I'm from Dorne. Like, we can make an alliance. And she's like, I d- why do I need you? Right. I don't need you. Go away. Like, literally go away. And so he's like, all right, I'll prove it to her. I'll go under her pyramid where she's at and tame her dragons. And uh, like, you know, like. I 
forgot about all of this. See, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, I'll tame her dragons and like, she'll love me like I'm the dragon master. And then he gets burned immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking tool. I mean, he tried. He tried. Oh, he's trying. Oh, he's trying. So that that's just some of the aspects of Dorne that I wish that they really threw in there. Made it made it more like the earlier seasons where there is a lot more strategy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can... I, I guess I'll just say this, is that like we, we talked about seasons one through five in such a, a high note. And we had a high regard a, for yeah. one through five, for and sure. And so like I think coming into this, we knew that th- th- this is the beginning of uh, where it was started to get bad. It's on the downturn right now. So there's going to be a lot of that. But there were a lot of good things, okay, obviously still in Season 6. Um, we had Battle of the Bastards in Season 6. We had the Set of Baylor getting blown up in Season 6. We had the door. Can we not? Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I, I said know. good things, Ed. <laughs> no. I was saying good things. Okay, it's a good cinematic episode, okay? Okay, okay that's true. Okay. 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 okay Did it make anybody feel good? No. No. Yeah, if you didn't, if you weren't a fa- if you weren't crying after the episode, you have no soul. Dude, season six, episode five, The Door, just hurts. It just hurts. Who knew? Who knew that the whole time he's running around saying Hodor that, that. Yeah. That it's Bran's fault. With his tiny warpy thingy. Yeah, but who has a better story than Bran? We're not at season eight yet. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to bring this up last week, too. Sorry. Um, God, yeah, whole, okay, the door, yeah. I, I guess that whole brand storyline kind of pissed me off, too. I mean, he wasn't in season five at all. At all. Right. At all. Because at the end of season four, he gets the threat, Raven, right? Yeah. And then we don't see him in season it's five. It's kind of just understood that he's, he's going through training. Quote, unquote, training. He's going to be a Jedi Master. Yeah. Yeah, That's... he'll never get the high ground, but... Jesus, bro. He's got to really cut the legs out from under him like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> Nothing beats a good old-fashioned <laughs> pair of legs. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, um, coming back. Um... <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <clears throat> so, Brent, yeah, no, we got to see uh, Benjen, right, who... Uh, fan theory is that he's cold hands from the books, right? Right, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Mm-hmm. There's so many characters. So many. That, I mean, realistically, they couldn't put in. They they just couldn't. That's true. But there are a lot of great characters that were left out of these later seasons. Right, well, they'd already started deviating so much yeah. earlier than that in earlier seasons. So, season six, we see John leave the Night's Watch, right? Because, hey, right, his... his Promises ended, right? Like right. his watch yeah. ended. He yeah. died. He died. My watch ended. That was that was really it. Loophole. Yeah. 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 And that's all we need to do. Just just <laughs> die. Yeah, just die. Is that and come back? Is that I'll do that. Like yeah, we can do that. So he's like yeah, screw it. I'm gonna go south. I mean barely, but like yeah, I'm gonna go south. Didn't really go south. Not that much. And then uh, realized like yo, who's in my fucking house right now, dude? <laughs> fucking Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey. <laughs> Ramsey. Listen, that letter that he wrote John, because Sansa went to the wall, right? Yeah. And then he wrote John a letter saying, like, bring back my wife. And he just kept calling him bastard in the letter. I remember I was like, I'm not even a bastard, but I was so mad. <laughs> you're like, hey! I was like, I'll kill this motherfucker! I'll kill him! <laughs> like, you're a bastard! John had no business winning the Battle of the Bastards, by the way. Well, no, no. And that's the whole point. We had this whole... That 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 battle t- 
to me, is the best action sequence of the entire show. Just because it shows despair. Mm -hmm. It shows him, like, I don't think I'm going to win this. And that's what I wanted. I wanted that that sense of failure back in Game of Thrones. I mean, I felt that way during Hardhome. I mean, taking it back to season five. Yeah. Like, I felt that yeah. way as he's thrown away <clears throat> it, from the dock. It was really just a, it was a harrowing scene just to see, like, everything that you just did mm-hmm. means nothing. nothing. Right. And, but you're right, though. As far as, like, that's the first time, besides when he was mutinied, that we see John at maybe his most, like, I don't know, you said the word despair, I would say. His dark, yeah. One of his darkest places. Um, I mean, pretty dark when Ygritte died, too. We didn't even talk about that last week. <sighs> But yeah, I mean, John has such great moments throughout the entire series, I would say up until season eight. And we're going to get there soon enough. I mean, we haven't even got to season seven yet. But um, Battle of Bastards, probably so. You also really. Uh, I know, I saw, your, I saw your face. I did a thing. That's cool. I did the same thing to you, so we're fine. Anyways. Do you have a fourth, though? I do. Oh, thank God you're more prepared than uh-huh. me. That's only something you were going to ask him, and he mentioned it? I already, fu- I already fucked it yeah. up. Usually whenever we're doing this, like, because you've listened to the hot routes and stuff like that at the end. I've listened to one, I think. You one listened to route. one episode? Like, one through and through, and then I listened to the sports one, like, on in the background. Okay. Al, number <laughs> one, because we do a hot route at the end of every one. That's it. I remember. Um, but so usually we just do three hot routes, like ask each other three questions, and generally we'll come up with four because usually one of them will get eaten up just in. Yeah. So I just ate one. Yeah, you did. But I wrote four, so I have three. Do you know what it was? Uh, I said the Battle of the Bastards was the best cinematic action piece Um, of the series. I was going to ask of the. I was going to ask of three, and I had three. Mm. Um. So don't worry about it. I'll ask you. I can still ask you. I'll still ask her that. Hot route, I'll yeah. And you can answer all four anyways. Perfect. But the end of season six puts Danny on her way to Westeros. Mm-hmm. Right? It puts John as king in the north. And it puts Cersei as queen of the seven kingdoms. Yeah. And it just has these three... I guess... I mean, I don't want to say like three heads of the dragon. Because that's kind of the whole thing. But yeah, it has these three powerhouses just they're gonna collide and and you're just thinking in what kind of way is this gonna happen right like and how is it all gonna work like we have we have john who is essentially he's the people's hero he's not cersei he's not daenerys trying to conquer he's just trying to be good he just wants people to be able to live yeah like yeah he knows he understands there needs to be a hierarchy but it's not like he's searching for power it's not like he's Cersei, who is trying to retain her power, or Danny, who's trying to show that she has power. He's just a guy who's just like, can we not always try to kill each other? Yeah. yeah. He's the son of Ned Stark. But also he's like, somebody's trying to kill us. Yeah, and no one's listening to no. him, right? <laughs> that's what, that takes us to season seven. But before I get to season seven, do you guys remember the, one of the last things that happens in season six, besides the Sept of Baylor blowing up, besides Danny coming, besides John being named King of the North? Something else very big happens in that final episode. With Tommen Tommen? just dipping? No. Oh, we're on the same page. <laughs> we're on the same page. But that, that feeds right into Cersei, assuming, you know. Wait, is that is that Jamie talking to Elena to be like, I want her to know it was nope, me? No, that's season seven. Something happens season six? Yeah. Something happens to Walter Frey. 
Oh, oh my Ar- god. Wait. The face stealing. Is it Arya? Yeah. Yes, yes. That's right. She bakes his sons into pie. The, yes. That's she pulls the, a fucking Sweeney Todd on that's him. So that's great. right. Pie. That was like in the last few minutes of the episode. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and then the seventh seventh season pilot, or, uh, first episode opens with her poisoning the rest of the family. Yeah. Dressed as Walter Frey. Yes. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, she's just there. Uh, Can't Arya, so many different threads right, we can tug on. Yeah, because we didn't even talk about Arya going, you know, to train with the faceless assassins. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of a thing that happened. Yeah, it wasn't that great. It it wasn't terrible. Uh, got real creepy. Too old. It got real creepy. Yeah, a little bit. But it was just like she trained with assassins, and you could just kind of sum it up like that. That's yeah. that's really what happened. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all you really need to say. She can about steal it. faces now. Yeah, right. and she's she's kind of a badass with weapons. So. Right. With a dagger. But needle. Needle. This one, mine's needle. Stick him with the pointy end. Yeah. I just watched the that episode today. Aww. So yep. So season seven, right? Danny arrives at Dragonstone. John is trying to rally the Northmen to his cause, and they're like, "Oh, we don't want to fight with wildlings." Cersei's just a bitch. Is this when you meet Lyanna Mormont? Well, so we meet her at the end of season six because she pledged 84 men to go to the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. But uh, she gives that amazing speech at the end of season six where she's like, you didn't answer the call. You didn't answer the call. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> we stood with House Stark this whole time. Eat my ass. The bear, dude. The bear. The bear. Bear Island. It's, it's, I mean, but just Danny landing on Dragonstone is just kind of full circle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where she's born. Right. Right. And. During a storm. <clears throat> that's where Aegon landed to start his, his conquering of the entire. Continent of Westeros. Continent of Westeros. Right, he's so, the first Targaryen. Exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of circular and you're just like, okay, will history repeat itself? You're not sure. All we hear about is Targaryens have this space in their minds where they're just hyper-aggressive and you can't trust them because of the inbreeding. And we're not sure what we're going to get with Danny. Right, because that's what it comes down to, essentially, is like, they think they say the gods flip a coin every time a Targaryen is born. Whether, like you said, it's it, they're going to be level-headed or a decent person, or they're going to be like, you know, a mad a mad person, like the Mad King or Viserys. Burn them all. Mm-hmm. Burn, yeah, burn them all. Speaking of Viserys, that dude sucks. Fucking sucks. <laughs> Anyways, lands in Dragonstone, and you're you're ready. You're like, here we go. This is it. And then nothing really happens until you know this Unsullied get captured at Castle Rock, and then she fucking goes ham on the loot train. And Jamie gets to see firsthand the Dothraki Duck Rath- in the fight in the field. Dothraki on an open field. Uh, that's what on that's... an open field, Ned. <laughs> I was about to... That's what I wanted to solicit from you just now, okay? And you did beautifully. He gets to see dragons, right? He gets to see the scorpion in action and say, "Oh, this is not very accurate. Scorpion's not going to do a whole lot, although." But also, it can. We realize we can hurt a dragon. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it shoots it at it. it Hits it, and it realizes, oh shit, like, we can hurt this unfathomable beast. Right. But also, like, that whole loot train got fucked up. Well, yeah. Like, and then it, Jamie's like, I'm gonna save the day and just charge at a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Braun, right? Just like, 
I got this. Because at this point in the story, you, you know, you are Team Jamie. You're like, they've done such a great job, I think we talked about it last week, of, of his redemption arc. And at this point in Season 7, like, it's at a point where you're like, okay, I like Jamie. Can he not go charge a yeah. dragon? Can he not die right now? It's kind of the pinnacle of him turning his back on everything he stood for forever, for his whole life. And, right. I mean, yeah, he's still fighting for... He's At this point, he's really just fighting to make sure a foreign invader doesn't take over. That's all he cares about. He's just, like, he's not caring about Lannisters or Starks or anything. He's just like, I don't know who this foreign person is trying to take over. That's what I don't want. Right. And then he even goes back to King's Landing, and he's like, he's like, Cersei, we can't fucking win. Like, and she's like, oh, no, I got dudes coming with elephants and shit. Mm. Little, little, little do you know that in season 8 the elephants aren't coming bitch Olyphants. Olyphants. this isn't Lord of the Rings this isn't Middle Earth this is Westeros <laughs> only barely kinda you're right No, I mean this. That's, that's what I do love about this is that it's it's own you know kind of thing and I mean we, we didn't even touch on like this this season was the first season to not be 10 episodes it was 7 or 8 they dropped this one down to 7 that's right. So it was season seven, seven episodes. This is where fast travel started. This is where fast travel started. Even even if enemies were around, you could still fast travel. It wasn't like Skyrim. Exactly. Where like it was like cannot fast travel when enemies are around. They were like dipping out everywhere. Like oh, I'm gonna get to King's Landing in a day. Use my fucking rocket ship. This is where it started getting like frustrating. Yeah. There was still some good high points in season seven though. Um, obviously. I think the one episode that was, like, awesome because of the concept, but just didn't do anything, really, because it was just a stupid plotline, was when they all went north of the Wall. Like, the Hound, Beric Dondarrion, Jon, Tormund, Gendry. Well, there's an actual... Like, somebody did the math of, you know, how all of the water, or all of the ice just broke around the little island that they were on, like, for their last stand. Yeah. So somebody did the math and was like, okay, if I needed this amount of ice to be able to support this amount of skeletons, it would have to be, let's say, six inches to eight inches thick. And for water to freeze that thick at this temperature, it would take this long. So that's how long they were sitting on that island. And then they went back and compared Drogon's speed to some scales, to some references that they have, and figured out how fast he could fly. And actually, how fast he flew to the north, like north of the wall, is actually how long it would have taken for that ice to freeze. So somebody actually did the math and went back and looked at all that and was like, okay. So this is plausible is what you're saying. This is plausible. This is absolutely plausible. But it was also like, I think it was like two and a half, three days or something. Okay. That like, they were just sitting. That there. they were just sitting there, and the skeletons were also just like, "I'm gonna fucking get you, dude." <laughs> <laughs> and you get the fucking hound throwing rocks at him, yeah. fucking idiot. You know what pisses me off about that is, he throws a couple of rocks and he hits the fucking skeletons right, and then he throws one, and it's just like, way way short. Like the first few throws, he was making the distance. I don't understand how all of a sudden he shorts his throws by half of what he had been throwing. He got tired. <sighs> Sorry, I'm nit- I'm nitpicking now. Now I'm nitpicking. 
And it's only because I love the fucking show so much. Okay. But yeah, that, that, that episode, in theory, like, just all those dudes going north of the wall to be badasses, love that idea. Right. But also, it's just super, super fucking unnecessary. Uh, like, honestly, just a lot happens in season seven. Like, honestly, a crazy amount of things happen in season seven. I mean, like, in no particular order, we have Peter Baelish getting executed. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. right. Like, out of nowhere. We have Viserion getting downed and then resurrected. Okay, real quick before that. When he went down, Courtney, did you think that the Night King was going to resurrect him right away? Or did it, like, when they were bringing him back out of the water, were you like, oh, fuck? It was when they were bringing him back out of the water. Yeah, like, I thought, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, bye, he's gone. But then, when you see the body, it's like, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when Littlefinger fucking went, how did you guys like that poetic justice that Arya fucking killed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a hot one. That was a hot one. I uh, That was the last thing that caught me off guard that I enjoyed. I So, I'm not going to lie. Ed, Ed can attest to this. Is that, like, I've taken... Okay, so, you know how when she's, like, stating all the crimes and Peter Baelish is, like, sitting over there, like, smug, think he's, thinking he's talking about Arya, and then, like, the last minute, he like, looks over and she's like, Lord Baelish, and he's just like, what? <laughs> and, he, and he goes, he's like, he goes, hey, Sansa... I'm confused. <laughs> he says that, and I've adopted that into my everyday lexicon. Anytime anyone says anything that I'm confused about, I'll look at him and say, Lady Sansa, I'm confused. I'm confused. That's pretty good. It was a stupid accent. <laughs> that changes every fucking week. Anyways, yeah, I've, I just want to throw it out there. I've, I say that all the time. And sometimes people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm confused. That's it. But there's just so many things that happen in season seven that like it, it it would set it up. It would set it up for maybe an amazing season eight or an amazing couple extra seasons if they would have taken it up on them. Like we see Bran start to go back in these visions and we see like Hightower. Yeah. Okay. So we see that. Okay. So we see Hightower at the end of season six, the last episode. And that's when we just only, we only find out that John is just Lyanna's son. Right. We don't find out at that point yet that he's a Targaryen. Although you can put, like, that he's legally a Targaryen. Yeah. We just know that, you can put it together that, like, Rhaegar knocked up Lyanna. Right. So that's what we know at the end of season six. And then Bran saw that through his visions. So you go into season seven, like Ed was just saying, and it's like, now we know, like, for real, for real, that he is Targaryen. He is Aegon Targaryen. He's not a bastard. And even if he was, he wouldn't be snow. He'd be sand. Just throwing that out there technicalities involved yeah so much happens Ed. you're right like a, a lot happens like season i think season seven is better than season six just because it has a lot of these pivotal moments but only because you can try to build on these moments they don't successfully do that but there are so many pieces of season seven that are just like wow this happened and it, it just it just blows my mind and then in season seven, you also have like what? I mean, we have, uh, we have Euron, like that. He's like a like a great value Jack Sparrow. Eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with yeah, and and that's it. That's all we need to talk about. Euron. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, uh, 
<sighs> okay. Going I, back to the book. Sorry, I feel yes. it. All right, here it comes. He's getting it, mad. It, they left out a lot in on Pike and on the Iron Islands and the like sea throne and the king's moot and this whole way of life in those islands that they kind of go into in the books. And the drowning. The drowning. They, they would drown these young men and if they basically didn't drown, they would hold them underwater and if they lived then that was like a mark of, oh, they're worthy of the crown. Yeah. Is that right? I yeah. think I'm remembering. Yeah, it's just like, that's, oh, okay. Like, because that's who they worship, the drowned god. Yes, So it's yeah. like, if you've been drowned and come back, mm-hmm. you have a place. Right. Like, you are worthy. It's like, what the fuck? It's fucked up. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's some weird stuff. But like... The what I was most looking forward to, of course, going back to books in the setting of Pike and with all the Iron Islands, was that Euron was this kind of guy who had been around the world. Mm-hmm. He'd been places that nobody else had been to, and he's seen things nobody else has seen, and things that nobody else could talk about. His ship is called Silence because he cuts out the tongues of every crew member on his ship. That's right. So he's seen things nobody else can even talk about because it's his crew. That's it. And really the thing that I was most looking forward to is in the books, they have this dragon binding horn that he has one of his crewmates blow. This is near the end of book five. He has one of his crewmates blow this dragon binding horn that's supposed to bind, well, a dragon to you. As soon as this guy blows this horn, he his lips start to turn to ashes and he starts to disintegrate immediately. So I just wanted to see about what what was that about? Right. What's, what's going on with all of that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Well, not the show, at least. Euron should have been this badass, like, magical, like, part of his, like, his armor is Valyrian steel. So he, he, he is, he should have been so much more, he should have been so much more intimidating. Right. I, yeah. I don't get that vibe from him at all in the series. He's, he's kind of a, a joker. He's kind of a, I've been around like, you know, I'm going to just mess with you type deal. No, in the books, he is intimidating. He's somebody to be feared. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that there's my rant. Good. Good. So end of the season seven, welcomes down. And now it's fucking on, right? This whole time we've been worried about, like, oh, yeah, Danny's going to kill Cersei and blah, 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 blah. But then we remember that there's White Walkers and they're coming. Right. And that takes us into probably one of the most disappointing seasons, like, in recent memory. It's the most disappointing season ever. Okay. Ever. Definitely. I mean, they, they, they come back from their trip north. And they bring this white with them. Right. Oh, that's right. Just and, these bones. Yeah. And they throw them at Cersei's feet. And it's just like, this is what we're dealing with. And she's just like... Help. Yeah. Help. Like, I understand you hate me. I hate you. This will kill us all. Help. Yeah. There's a hundred thousand more of these coming through the wall the, right now. And Cersei's like, meh. And then Jamie leaves her, right? Oh, oh, wait, but, oh, cool, season eight comes and he goes back. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So I would say the first couple episodes, okay. So obviously, yes, should have ran nine or ten seasons. But if we're just doing season eight, should have been ten episodes. We have six six episodes in season eight? Six episodes, The first yes. two episodes are just, like, kind of filler. They kind of just, like, preparation for the battle. The long mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, that's really what it is. Like, we realize that Padre can sing, and boy, can he sing. Yeah. But also, like... What else? Like, that's we. Oh, Brienne's a knight. Brienne's a knight now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which so, is farther than her story ever went in the books. Which yeah. I, I kind of like, but in the books, you kind of assume that she died, right? Yeah. Oh wait, no, she did die, right? She, she she did. She was hung. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read them unless he finishes the series. I do like that in the show they kept her alive because I love her. She, she, I am glad that they kept her alive. Like, they could, they could have, and honestly, with her, I feel like they did, they successfully, like, built a great character arc. Yeah. Like, if we're not looking at Jamie's arc at all, hers works. Because, like, she's becoming a knight and then falls in love with this knight who has knighted her. And then all of a sudden he, he leaves and just shows her heartbreak. Like, something that she hasn't really experienced in that capacity before. Of course, she's liked guys before. Right, or when Renly passed, she did have a little... She had heartbreak then. Yes. But it was more of, like, an infatuation, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like she had a chance. A dude liked the dick. <laughs> Roof. Yeah, that's true. So just, it, it really builds on her character for him to do that. But for him to do that in his character arc was honestly the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Just put piss all over it. So then you have the long night that happens, right? No no help from the Lannisters. Um, the Dothraki just get wiped out immediately. Oh, that was scary. It was, hey, um, but how, how can you know? Who could see the... No action? one could see it. <laughs> I was like, Chris, turn up the, the Yeah, Yeah, the they were TV. watching it over here, and they're like, hey, man, like... What's going on? I was What's like, wrong? this isn't me, you guys. Yeah, Chris with his blackout curtains. I still couldn't see a thing. I was like, was that a sword? Someone died. There's smoke. Who's I, dying right now? I think that's fire. Yeah. I don't know. Are they flying through clouds? <laughs> the only thing that you could see was when they came above the clouds. They went above. That shot was amazing. Oh, Immaculate. Yeah. That was perfect. Seeing those two dragons above the clouds in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Best thing that happened the entire episode. Also, the only thing you could see the entire episode. So it doesn't really have a lot of competition. I, okay, so it does have competition. You're, you're fucking... Stop. <laughs> because Leona Mormont charges a fucking giant, oh, bro. Yes. Dude. And then even though she's how only a character ha- for how- a little while, she, that was one of the most heartbreaking fucking deaths of the series. I was going to say, how did that work? She uh, killed the giant. Yeah, but how did that work out? She died, bro. And then she came back as a white. Let's not forget. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oops. But dang. So this this is when, honestly, most people are being like still hype. Most people are watching episode one and the end of episode two seeing like, yo, like, Podrick singing that song gets you gets you bat like gets you battle ready. Yeah. It gets you hype and the you're calm just like before the storm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. like everybody at this point was still like, I'm totally on board. Like this is the shit. Well, let's not forget that John picks the most inopportune time to tell Danny that he's a Targaryen. Yes, right before the fucking battle. Right before it, and so what's she we... supposed to do with that information right then? Uh, just be like, okay. <laughs> just be like, you're a threat. 
And then we get to the battle, and now we're seeing parts of Game of Thrones that just never happen. We're seeing this battle happen, and nobody of importance dies. It's not like people who are important need to die, but they're facing these endless odds that are just insurmountable in what we've been shown for... Eight, seven seasons at this point. Eight years? Yeah. Right. It's it's just not how Game of Thrones is. Right. You're seeing, like, why in the fucking world would Sam be alive? Right? We had bets before we, we watched We did. We were, like, doing little dollar episode. bets, dude. Like, we were like, How hey. many do you think are going to die? Yeah. Yeah. Over-under, was- like, over-under was, like, you know, we said it at, like, four. Yeah. There's no no shot that Sam would be alive. He's, he is not a fighter. He's... Just sitting there crying on dead bodies. And not getting killed. And not getting killed. Like, I don't know how they all come out of it. And, and so, yeah, so it's frustrating, but we're running short on time. Let's jump into the last two episodes, right? We have we have the Bells and the Iron Throne. Okay? The Bells. The Bells. Okay. Oh, like I said, short on time. So let's 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 hit it. Let's uh, let's sum up both these episodes with some hate real quick. Let's let's fucking go. Cool, cool, cool. Danny got triggered. But why? Danny got triggered. So let's let's go back a little bit, okay? Euron apparently is so like how I how it's I his said cloaking device. Well, how I said somebody did the math for that ice freezing when they were all standing on that island north mm-hmm. of the wall. Somebody also did the math for what Euron would have to do to hit that shot on her dragon, and it's fucking outlandish. He would have had to shot. I think it's about twenty to twenty five seconds early. The travel for that scorpion bolt would have been about twenty seconds. And he would have had to aim, like, I don't know, a couple hundred feet to the... A couple hundred yards to the left and a couple hundred yards high to hit and that. And hopefully it kept its flight path. And hope it kept its It's not its an airplane. Like, exactly. It, can, it can do evasive maneuvers. So that's what would have had to happen. And guess what? He didn't just hit one. He hit two. He did. He hit two shots. So he fired a shot and was like... Yeah, this is going to work again. And then fired another <laughs> one. And then about 15 seconds later, the first one hit. So that that is the first thing like that we're realizing, holy shit, like dragons can die from a Night King spear and from a scorpion. And then King's Landing is like, yeah, cool, we can kill him with a scorpion. So they get like 50 of them and none of them hit a dragon at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Not none of them. None of them None hit, a, of, hit a dragon. Not even fucking close. And, and then Drogon was a way better target. He's bigger. He was closer. Like He's black, so he works against the sky. Yeah. Like his, his outline against the sky is perfect. So just... And Danny's like, oh, okay, cool. I took out all these scorpions. Um, let's call it a day. Are those fucking bells? <laughs> 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 and then her face and her nostrils just... Bro, she fucking lit King's Landing up. Oh, God. My God. And, like, God, there's so much that happened in this episode because, like, we had Clegane Bowl happen. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's Clegane right. Bowl happened, and the Hound, you know, ended his journey with Arya, and it was really sweet. You know, he was, like, pretty much told her, like, hey, little bitch, where I'm going, I ain't coming back. So make your decision right now if you want to fucking do this. And she was like, eh, uh, good luck. Hey, have a have a good one. Yeah, bye bye. And let's just touch on just like, hey, Arya is a face dealer, so we could have just solved this entire thing if she goes and uh, takes somebody's face that 
Cersei knows, and then just kill Cersei. Oh, and then we're good. That could be that, the whole that, thing. That's it. That could right. be the whole thing. We don't have Jamie and Cersei dying under bricks. It's just like, man, we're just like, oh, who's gonna kill Cersei? Oh, is it gonna be Tyrion? Is it gonna be Jamie? It, it's a rock. <laughs> God bless. Oh gosh. And then you know, John kills Danny for the greater good, which I can see. That's something that I could see for the greater good. For, stop. I could see that. So like. It's just so rushed. It's so so it really rushed. Is. That was that was the problem. The problem was not what they did. It's how they did it. It's how they did it. They You kept thinking about wherever you could. Okay, okay. You didn't have to think about if you should. So let's Thank you. You're let's, welcome. Let's acknowledge that it was a kind of like snap decision, a rushed like version of turning Danny evil. But let's also talk about how she crucified all of the slave masters. That was dark. This is a point you brought up to me when the season first ended and everyone was freaking out about how quickly Danny was angry and you were like, bro, it's she has a history of violence. She watched her brother get cast in gold and was like, yeah. Yeet. Yeah. This yeah. is season two? Yeah. Because Jarl was like, Jarl was like, hey, don't look. And she was like, I have to look. I have to look. And she's like getting off on it. She's just like, <laughs> yeah, like, Dude, burn that motherfucker. <laughs> she loved it. So like, that was the first inkling. So if like, they expanded on it more throughout the seasons than just kind of spots here and there. Believable. But it, it can't Believable. Be. It can't that's, be. that's like what I was thinking that just like, you know what? Danny is crazy. I mean, we can all see it. She's not rational. She's not. Mm-hmm. And so just she's going through all of these motions of building this insanity like she's she just keeps saying i'm the i'm not my father i'm not the mad king while displaying her tendencies of being the mad king but in like 30 minutes yeah (laughs) and then it's just kind of sad because varus is like really the only one that sees it early on and then he gets killed yeah i'm just glad he outlived peter baelish right i preferred him over the two but I mean, so shit. We can we can go on about how terrible that last season was. But, but I like, mean, now but, now we're on the Iron Throne. Like, what's the conclusion of this entire series? Bran is king. Who has a better story than Bran? See, now I can say it, and you can't say shit. Yes, <laughs> I know you've been waiting for this moment since like minute one of episode part one. Correct. Who has a better story than Bran? Uh, probably most people. <laughs> Honestly, Tyrion has a better story yeah. than Bran. Okay, honestly, you yourself, Tyrion, have a better story <laughs> yeah. than Bran. John has a better story. Everybody, yeah, every, uh, I don't know. Everybody else? Well, Theon had a better fucking story than Bran. Rip. Rip his dick. R.I.P. Rip. Oh my god. Oh my god. True, but oh my god. <laughs> it really is we brought Courtney on to be a fucking savage. But, I mean, so we have Arya saying, like, oh, what's west of Westeros? And I like that. We have Sansa being the queen of the north. I like that, too. And she also looks like a bad bitch in that armor, though. Yeah, she like, do. Yeah. The, on, what, say whatever you want. The, the skill and level of costumes in this series is akin to Lord of the Rings. Right. No, that's accurate. But you know what was also, like, maybe the high point of season seven and eight that we haven't talked about at all? The score. The soundtrack. The too. score. Oh, okay, and I'll leave it at that. No. The score is amazing. It's amazing. Continue. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, Sansa's queen. John goes north of the and wall And then again. they're just like, hey, John, you killed, uh, at that point, the queen. So, uh, you can just go back to the wall. <laughs> 
And then uh, the Unsullied, you can just go to this island um, where if you don't actually live there, everything is poisonous. Was it Southeros? Or where did they go? It was, what island was that? It's it's North. North. Oh. It's North. North. Not North. Not Because I was I was gonna say Tarth, uh, and I was like, no, it's an end. And you were like, North. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and then there's Karth. <laughs> there's so many. So it's not. Yeah. They go to this island where they have toxic butterflies, and they're just like, Grey Worm is just like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah John the sad day wanted to go there. I'll go. Yeah. So, John goes to the wall where, I mean, now what's the point of the wall? There isn't any. Oh, okay. That's the answer. Um, and then, uh, I can't remember even the final shot. It was them at the council meeting. It was like Tyrion. Braun somehow was master of coin. <laughs> oh my god, and they were like, and they told Tyrion that he wasn't in... The story. The story. Uh, in the books. When he engineered the, bla- the Battle, Battle of the Black- Blackwater, when he was the hand of the queen, when he was the hand of the king... Yeah. When he was all of these things, and they're just like, Haha, you weren't in it. Damn. So really, it's just an unrealistic, like, there, there's not a chance, like, it's it's funny. It's funny, just like, oh, sorry, dwarf, you weren't in it. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But it, it doesn't, there's no... In the scheme of things. There's no possible reality where he's not actually in it. Yeah. And uh, that's where we end. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we have to get into, uh, I think is going to be a pretty pretty entertaining hot route. So I'll kick it off right right away. Okay, we'll start with the first question. What do we got for okay, a hot this, route? This can be for both of you because you've both read the book. Well, all going to be for both of you, but I'm, I'm glad you read the books because you guys have read Up Until Jon Snow's Death. That's all that's out. Who, in your mind, was the most accurately casted character? So, in my opinion, probably Arya? I, my, my dad and I both really liked Arya's story in the books. When, when I was reading them, I would call him and we'd go back and forth on her story and her kind of transformation from childhood and when she went to Braavos and I loved watching her train, um, underneath that one guy. I don't remember his name. Serial. Serial. Yes. And, and I really love that. And you see like that little spark and of course, her story goes beyond the books when she's a badass in the show and she, like, you know, stabs the Night King and none of that is in the books, but I really liked her personality and how fierce she was as a child and fearless. I thought that they portrayed that really well. I thought the actress did a great job and she was never, never like, described as, like, really beautiful like you know maybe maybe her siblings or other female characters in the in the books but she was just she was fierce and I really I think she's probably my favorite character and I like I I felt satisfied with the portrayal of her in the show from from the books awesome okay Edward honestly I think all of the Lannisters they just fucking nailed like Jamie they just have this pretty boy coming in (laughs) just he's the best swordsman he is. And you have his sister, who is this conniving, maybe not like the most like beautiful or stunning woman in the world, but she is very attractive. And then they have their little brother, the imp, who just doesn't really care about anything. I mean, he's 
kind of just going along, going with the flow. He's all about whores and coin. But really, the patriarch of this family, Tywin. I mean, it I always ta- comes back to Tywin. It always comes back to Tywin. With you like, and me, it's always Tywin. It it. He was immaculate. Charles Dance is perfect. He was mm-hmm. perfect. Just, Everything he uh, did, just like I said on the last one, just commanded respect. A commanding presence. Yeah. Charles Dance has on screen. It was. I I think that is the perfect like depiction of a character. Okay. So, hot route number two. Right. In your guys' mind is. Was Arya killing the Night King something you could roll with, or did you have something else in your head, like, about the Night King finally meeting his end? Like, are you cool with it, or did you see it happening a different way and you would have been more satisfied with that? Just like how I described, you know, it wasn't a problem with what they did, it's a problem with how they did it. Same thing applies to this. She's been training to be an assassin for years now. That's that's been her whole kind of point. So it's not out of left field. Honestly, it's not like we've seen that White Walkers can be killed by Valerian Steel. We don't know about the Night King. Uh, we realize later that he can't be killed by a Dragonfire. But Valerian Steel, who knows? And we have this girl who has a Valerian Steel dagger. So it's entirely plausible. But for her to jump maybe thirty feet and just. Uh, yeah, then she gets grabbed by the throat, but then does a nice little trick move. Uh, switcheroo, got your ass. And then stabs him. Hate it. Court. I, yeah, I gotta say, when she, like, drops the knife, I don't, that, to me, wasn't super believable that that could defeat the Night King. I can appreciate the, like, cinematic effect and, like, the the way that the score works and how it has all this build and it's a character that you love. The score was hot. I, it was so good. And at that moment, it was just such a good feeling. I don't know if it's necessarily believable. I, I, they probably could have come up with something a little bit better. I would have to agree with Ed. But, I mean, was I satisfied? Yeah, I was satisfied. But like Ed said, if they would have maybe took more time Maybe come up with a little bit better way for the Night King to die. I I would probably like it a little bit more. Okay. And that'll take us to uh, our last hot route, which we've been shitting on Season 8 this whole entire time. Sure. I want from you guys some good things about Season 8. Good things about Season 8. And don't make any jokes, because I don't want the answer to be, there are none. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have any, but now I'm going to think of some. Okay. Um... But honestly, some of the plot devices that they had, how everything was being set up, I think was really cool. I think how every it was it was it became tactical. It became like it became like yeah, we we talk about those first two episodes like well, you know what's happening, but it's kind of them being tactical, preparing for the battle. And then after we have episode 4 where they're kind of preparing and seeing what is going to happen when they go south. So th- the actual strategies really interested me. Okay. Courtney. So probably the only kind of happy thing I can think about is the fact that John, after the fact that he kills Daenerys and his younger brother takes the throne, (laughs) he's now kind of free of all of this stress 
he's like, he can go to the wall, which might not be the coolest place, the most happy place, but at least he's not dealing with all the bullshit in King's Landing, and he doesn't, he can just relax, I guess, and maybe live a content life. Maybe not extremely happy, but content. Right. The guy's definitely had all this pressure for, I mean, years. Years, like... Since he was born, really, because he was treated like shit by Catelyn yeah. the entire time he was being raised before he went to the wall, Honestly, where that didn't get much better there. Treated like shit for no reason. Yeah. I mean, she well, had... Catelyn n- knew that that was not her son, so, I mean, she... I can understand her dislike for him. For, for yes. And, I mean, there's this. it's this secret that Ned has for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, uh-huh. and then... He's like, I'll take this to the grave with me. And then Sansa learns about it. And three minutes later, she's like, yo, guys. Can I give a cigarette? Uh, guess what? Um, also, this is a total side note, but Catelyn Stark, there's a whole complete story with like Lady Stoneheart, and, and that is not shown in the shows at all. And it basically, the theory was that it was Catelyn coming back as this other character called Lady Stoneheart. We were talking about that when he when he came over today because I'm watching. I'm re- I started episode one today. Okay. Hell yeah! But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many different characters that you just can't input into the show just because they're there for a short amount of time or yeah, it's just different. Like Strong Belwas in Essos. Mm-hmm. Strong Belwas is just a huge guy who's just like, yeah, go ahead. You could like cut my belly. I have a thousand cuts in my belly. I don't care. Like, go ahead and try to cut me up, try to win, and I'm still going to kill you. And then he does. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just a guy. He's named Strong Belwas. That's it. So just, we have all these different characters, but we'll close it out by saying, um, started off one of the most hype shows. Honestly, it didn't get a, a lot of good reviews at the beginning, but because everybody was, everybody was just like, oh, this is just, like, boobs. This is just sex. Too much nudity, too much yeah. rape, too much assault, a lot of negative connotations with it. I, I remember reading yeah. that. Yeah, so that that's kind of how it started out, and then the seasons progressed, and you're like, oh, this is a very good story. This is progressing in a way that engages me. It kind of brings me into another world. And then we get into a lot of battle sequences where it's very exciting. It's It kind of draws in a bigger audience. And then really it ends on just a subpar note to say the least actually to say the most i would agree and like i said even though the ending was botched still number two in my top five movie series tv series so yeah on that i mean god bless i guess even two episodes wasn't even enough um not down the road maybe you know weeks and months we can revisit game of thrones but um for now we're gonna put this to bed Uh, i'd like to thank court for coming on the show and being a nerd with us. Yeah. It's always great to have someone else in here uh, talking with us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, well, Ed, well, everybody, this has been Almost Agreeable. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch all new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.